is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeth. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again. Today on these Thursdays, we visit with the voice of the Golden Gophers, uh, Mike Grimm. As, uh, kind of an off-season here for you, Grimmer, but lots of stuff to follow for Gopher Athletics. The off-season is about team building, getting guys, also having uh, hockey players drafted into the NHL as well. It's always an exciting couple of days for Minnesota hockey fans to see if any Gophers or local kids get drafted, and there always is a few. Yeah, and they, a couple of Minnesotans last night, including uh, the Wild, who drafted a kid from Rosemont who mm-hmm. played this past year at Wisconsin. Wisconsin did not have a very good season team-wise, and he didn't have a great year statistically. Charlie Strammel's his name, yep. but he has all the tools. He's been on the national teams, and um, and then it's it's a nice addition. And then Oliver Moore, who um, you know I don't I don't know enough to know enough, but um, yeah. he, you know he, they basically say he's the fastest skater in the draft. He's going to be a gopher this coming fall, and he was draft eligible. And so he was picked with pick 19 by the Blackhawks. And if you remember, the Gophers had a kid drafted in the first round, uh, well, two last year. Uh, Logan Cooley was the third overall pick. He played for the Gophers last year and was a finalist for the Hobie Baker Award, which is the Heisman Trophy Award for for hockey. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he, he recently announced he'll be back for his sophomore year. And um, and then there's another kid whose name now, as I'm sitting here, is escaping me. He was picked later in the first round, um, in, in a similar situation to what um, what what the uh, uh, what happened with um, with Strammel, and he um, is now going to be an incoming freshman for Minnesota. So the Gophers, there's a chance with Moore, who comes in, and Cooley, who was a first round pick. There's a chance, and then Snuggerud was a first round pick last year as well. Um, there's a chance that the Gophers, well, it's almost certain that the Gophers' top line, all three players will be first-round draft picks, and then there'll be, then there'll be more uh, first-round picks uh, elsewhere. So it should be a pretty talented and fun year. You know, it's different in the NHL. Uh, guys get drafted and still go to college, and their draft rights are retained by their NHL team. Uh, that doesn't happen in the other three uh, men's pro sports that are played as teams, uh, and it's a uh, I guess they just like them to develop more at the college level or what have you. I mean, they can come to them and then play in the minor leagues, but, you know, NHL teams seem to be good with the guys going back to college and playing there. Yeah, yeah, it is. It it is a unique um, setup. There's no question about that. And in some cases, like the kid Bedard, who was drafted number one last night, he's never going to spend a minute in the right. college ranks, the minor leagues, or whatever. However, I did find it interesting um, in watching. I did watch some of the draft last night, and they were interviewing the um, some of these draft picks. And um, I forget which one. And, and um, one of the draft picks there was a kid from Russia uh, with a similar situation to what Kaprizov was, where he yep. had to, you know he was signed for three years and. And so these teams will draft, um, you know, like in the NFL, you draft a first-round pick, you're going to want that kid to start, right, the following fall. Yeah. And sometimes in the NHL, you'll draft a first-round uh, pick, and you might not see that kid in the pros in a while. And baseball's that way, right? But Byron Buxton was a first, was the number, what, two overall pick, and um, it took him a year or two. Almost almost nobody goes straight to the big leagues, Um in baseball and 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 but that's a varying thing too and they have some differing rules where um you can be drafted as a high schooler and if you decide to to forego 
signing, um, then your name goes back into the hopper, mm-hmm. but not until after your sophomore year of, of college, or is it after your junior year? Now I'm forgetting, but anyway, it, you can't be drafted right away. Um, and then there's guys that will go to um, that don't get drafted in baseball. They'll go play college ball, and then they'll get drafted, you know, because of a good college career. So you may have first round picks who are 17 years old, and first round picks who are 23 years old. Um, so it, there, there are some varying things, no, no doubt about it. But yeah, the, the Gophers will basically every player, Gopher hockey, every player that plays in that this coming year will will um, have been drafted by the NHL. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that's really something. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they they he's putting together uh, quite a program. Bob Botsko, of course, he built a great program at at uh, St. Cloud State. Well, I don't yeah. know that he built it, but he continued it after Herb Brooks kind of built that program there. Uh, and, you know, he's done exactly what people thought he would do, which is recruit great players from in-state because there's there's so many here. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I basically had him positioned last year. Uh, you know, basically the last two years they've been ranked number one more than any team. Yep. Um, now, they didn't win the national title either year, but, he, you know, look, if you keep swinging – and you keep uh, having a chances. Eventually, hopefully, you connect on one, and and that that's the goal. Obviously, at this point, is that they they can do that. Um, it looked like there was a Boston College kid that got drafted high last night. So there's there's going to be Boston College has kind of been on on um, a bit of a slump, and so they, and it sounds like they're adding. They've had some coaching changes here in recent years, and I think they're uh, trying to rekindle those flames a little bit too. So it should be a fun. A fun year, and um, Lucia had a, had a couple of those teams too, where everybody was basically an NHL draft pick, and yeah. um, it's so hard to win at all. We've talked we talked about that last year when 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 um, the Gophers couldn't do it when they looked like you know they were three minutes away from winning it all and gave up a goal with two forty five to go to send the game to overtime and then lost in that that sudden uh, victory ten seconds in, which was a heartbreaker for right, sure. Right. Uh, so maybe more uh, guys being drafted today with Minnesota uh, connections, either at the U or uh, high school players or or the like. Uh, press conference yesterday held by Gopher women's coach Don Plitza White. Uh, did you attend that? What did you hear? Yeah, I was there. Yep, I sure was. Um, mm-hmm. And it was um, it was good. Um, she just kind of gave an update. Uh, Mara Braun, of course, who that had a great freshman year for Minnesota last year. She is playing on this. Uh, world three on three, which has become a it, it's become a growing sport. Um, mm-hmm. There's some thought that that could become an Olympic sport, even three on three basketball. Okay. Joey King, if you remember that name, former Gopher men's player, he he was he he turned out to be one of like the best three on three players in the world after graduation and made a lot of money going to tournaments around the world. And mm-hmm. he has since retired. And ironically, I saw him at the Frozen Four last year. <laughs> Um, uh, because I'm trying to remember, I think his girlfriend's family or something were big uh, friends, family friends with with Motsko. and so he was down there and he was telling me about this incredible career he had as a three on three guy. And I remember seeing a little about it. Well, anyway, Mara Braun is a member of the U.S. U.S. national team, and um, they're they're playing in Asia somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, so if you want to watch it, there are some things online, but you got to wake up at like three in the morning. But and she's had a really, she's had a really good. Um, the team USA has been good. So we talked about that. The trade-off between would you rather her stay and go through these summer workouts to help build chemistry, or would you rather her play at these high-level competitions to sharpen her skills against really good players and. 
Plitzowite said that um, she's she's happy that she's she's sharpening her skills on the on the world stage because you can definitely, you know, grow confidence, gain confidence, um, particularly with the success she's having, and and maybe you know learn some things. Um, she, it, it's a different kind of game, so that three on three requires some different skills, and um, and so maybe those things translate. But otherwise, you know, it sounded like things were going well. Um, she has recruited already at a pretty high level. She's got some transfers coming in. Um, the Big Ten is going to be really tough again. Uh, Iowa and Maryland and Indiana were the three big ones last year that um, all had Final Four potential. And remember, Iowa ends up in the national championship game. Um, and they return Caitlin Clark, who's the best player. And then the Gophers have UConn on the schedule, if you remember, for a home game. Um, and Paige Beckers, within the last couple of weeks, was cleared to um, take part now in, in all kinds of activities, and she'll be playing in that game. She's from Hopkins and had that great freshman year for UConn and missed all of last year with the injury. So um, that game, I think there's some buzz that that game could potentially sell out, which would be kind of fun, and um, it'll be a real uphill fight for the Gophers, but um, I think that the attention that the Gopher program will get out of that can, uh, can only help. Absolutely. I mean, people have been looking forward to seeing her come back and play in front of the home crowd. Wasn't there another game scheduled, but she was injured a couple of years ago? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. She played so in the, the, first in the final four here. Yeah, yeah, she played in the final four here when South Carolina won it. And that was the, even her freshman year. That's if you right. Remember, she was right. she was injured. Um, and then late in the year, uh, came back and was uh, good enough to um, to get that team to the Final Four. Mm. Um, so, uh, look, she's you know everyone's talking about you know Caitlin Clark being the number one pick in the WNBA draft next year after this coming year. And well, first of all, Clark with the NIL money she's making may decide that she's just going to stay in Iowa City because she actually has one more year after this coming year if she wants it. Thanks uh. to the to the COVID rules. Yeah. That said. Um, I don't know if it's a slam dunk if Clark will be the first pick because Beckers is really good, mm-hmm. um, and there's some other good players. LSU on the national title, they might have two or three players on that team that, that could be potential uh, top overall picks. So, um, you know, the, the Minnesota Lynx, when you look at it, they're sitting at, I think, five and nine right now. Uh, they're 11th in the, in the league or 10th or 11th in the league, um, and there was some speculation maybe they're tanking. Um, I don't think that's the case, um, but um, when you got some potential really good players out there, I'm sure there's some temptation to say, hey, you know, if this is a year we don't make the playoffs, then that'd be all right because, you know, there's a chance we we can, you know, get a really good player that can transform the franchise the way Amaya Moore did a few, you know, 10, whatever that was, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. They're in Marseille, that three-on-three a week uh, this week. Uh, yeah, down there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and these gals, Caitlin Clark and Paige Beckers, and, and they're coming along at the perfect time. Women's basketball and its popularity, I think in, in a fair part, thanks to Caitlin Clark, uh, really has taken off in popularity. Some of the ratings that they received for that national semifinal game with Clark in it drew over 7 million viewers. So it's really taken off. There's getting to be more and more money uh, in the WNBA and even more so in the college women's game where some of these players are making, uh, you know, really good NIL money and get to fly around. I, I, I've read an article where some, uh, you know, WNBA players say, you know, take all the time you want in college because you're going to fly commercially yeah. and, and it's not quite as comfortable in the WNBA yeah. as it is for a D1 college. Yeah, no doubt. It's a little like like college hockey uh, yeah. in that, 
you know, if you're Logan Cooley, although Logan Cooley probably, if he went, would would be in the NHL. But like a Jimmy Snuggerud, there's a chance if he decided he was going to leave that he would have to play a year in the AHL or some. And the mm-hmm. question is, okay, great. Now you're playing for Peoria, mm-hmm. right? And no offense to Peoria, um, <laughs> right. but now you're, you know, jumping in a bus and you're going from Peoria to, you know, Milwaukee and then jumping in a bus and going from Milwaukee to Des Moines. Um, and, and, you know, it's not, not, not that college hockey is luxurious either, but you're flying, uh, most of the time it's, it's, uh, charter flights. Yep, yep. Um, you know, in definitely if you're at Minnesota in front of much bigger crowds than what, you know, the Peoria Rivermen, I think is their name or the mm-hmm. Milwaukee Admirals or the Iowa wild. I mean, they, yep. they play before some good crowds at times, but you know, um, when you're looking at what Michigan draws and Minnesota draws and, North Dakota draws, and if Wisconsin gets back on the map, and I think they will with their new head coach from Mankato State, uh, Mike Hastings, um, you know, they're going to draw 17,000 a night. So it's a similar thing. But, yeah, Clark, even that championship game was 9.9 million people watched that yeah. championship game with LSU and Iowa. Yep. And um, and that was on a Sunday day. Yeah. Um, normally that game has been played at night on that weekend which Sunday night's the big night for TV, and had that been a Sunday night game, that would have been well over $10 million. I don't know why or what happened that weekend that, that wasn't a primetime game. Um, I remember covering the Final Four in Minneapolis the year before when, when South Carolina won it, and I remember like getting home at midnight yeah. uh, because it was a night game you know, after that game and then cutting up tape and everything else. So I don't know what it was on that Sunday night or why that was a day game. Either way, you're right, Clark has helped grow that game uh, basically because of the Iowa people coming up here for the Big Ten Women's Tournament. The 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 first time it was in Minneapolis, it set all the tournament records. And, you know, she's going to be a big draw. And it wouldn't surprise me when, um, you know, when Clark brings Iowa to, to, to the Williams Arena that there'll be a big crowd that night too for sure. Uh, she's also uh, cherry-picking a few players out of Wisconsin, which I like to see. I'm tired of Wisconsin getting Minnesota players over there. It's nice to yeah. see a few coming the other way. No doubt. P.J. got a couple, too, which was yep. nice. A couple uh, Wisconsin kids, including a really highly ranked offensive lineman, um, which is uh, which is really uh, a unique thing and hopefully becomes more of a pattern. But, yeah, Don Plitzewhite is from Wisconsin, uh, from, from just outside of Milwaukee. Grew up in, in, I guess, I think she would call it a farm. Um, uh, you know, or, or at least a, an acreage area. She talked about that as yep. her background, and uh, at one point was an assistant coach at Wisconsin and at Wisconsin Green Bay, and so obviously knows that that um, that area knows those AAU coaches. And yeah, she um, she actually had a, gr- uh, a player from Wisconsin committed to play for her at West Virginia, and since the coaching change, that player has changed her mind, and she will be playing at Minnesota. So. Yeah. Um, no, no doubt there's good connections. And from her time at South Dakota, she's got great connections with the Minnesota AAU coaches as well, and she's got a couple of local kids uh, committed also. Um, like I said, I think they're off to a really good start. And then I just like, I've, I've mentioned this, I think, before with you, Todd, she was on my podcast, I don't know, a month or so ago. Yeah. In fact, I think it was about a month ago this week, and uh, maybe a little more than a month ago. Anyway, it was she was so impressive with, with, with the detailed – uh, description of what her expectations are of her team and how they want to play. And here's how we prevent turnovers. And here's how we create turnovers. And here's what 
the toughness level is and here's how we do this in practice to create this environment and like man you know she that that's that's a that's a factor when you've got a coach still relatively young who has all that experience and has a plan yeah. and it's going to be fun to watch it unfold i think and taking them overseas some too a good uh, team building chemistry building trips when you're going you know croatia and greece on the schedule for them this, uh coming up yeah yeah, good yeah. reminder too. I got to see if I can trump Justin Gard and get on that trip to call those games. <laughs> um, I, 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 I want to go see Greece at some point. Yeah. That'd be a great trip. And Croatia, I think when we hear the term Croatia, we think of, and I'm sure there are still some areas that are, you know, um, not great because of, you know, for years it was always war torn Croatia, yeah. right, or whatever. And, um, it's an it's an incredibly beautiful area, is what I'm told. We, um, my family went over to Italy in 2018 for a couple weeks in the summer, and it's one of our highlights of our family time for sure. And we were we went out on a boat, and we could see Croatia from where we were. And I'm like, holy cow, that is just gorgeous. And so someday I want to go. Um, but this was a trip that that uh, Lindsay Whalen had uh, set up and planned. So she, they, they, this was not. Um, this was not a Don Plitzelwhite thing, but certainly it's great timing because those those European trips oftentimes um, can help build. You get ten extra practices. You're playing some games that other teams don't get to play, yeah. um, and then you got this time where there's nothing to do but hang out with each other. So yeah. um, I remember Greg Gard one time at Wisconsin talking about um, nobody expected them. You know, every it seems like every year everyone's like, oh, well, this is the year Wisconsin will take a step back, and then they just go make the tournament again, right? Yeah. Um, last year was the first time they didn't get that first round by. But anyway, I remember Guard talking about one time that he knew that he knew that they were going to have a better team than everyone thought based on what they did in this Europe trip. And mm. going way back, I distinctly remember Tom Davis when I was growing up. Uh, he took a team on a European trip. And that team ended up being, you know, maybe his best team at Iowa. Now it helped they had B.J. Armstrong and Roy Marble, some of those great players. But um, hopefully that can be, you know, a kindling to uh, get some stuff going in terms of, uh, of uh, you know, team chemistry and bonding and, and hitting the ground running when the real season starts in November. Grimmer, thanks so much. Always enjoy it, Todd. Thank you. Voice of the Golden Gophers, Mike Grimm on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.